0: Welcome to another episode of the UB Pod. Coming up on today's show, want to know who else doesn't know how to coach? Matt Nagy. Oh, how I missed you, Drew Brees. Our predictions for the NFL awards. We don't have a lot of changes to the power rankings. Nope. But let's just talk about what our changes are to the power rankings. All right, let's get started. So let's kick it off a little bit of World Series talk. Last night we had the Houston Astros topping the Washington Nationals by a score of 7 to 1. And now the series heading back to Houston. Right now Houston leads the series 3 to 2, and I think it's just about over for the Nationals. Astros look hot right now, winning the last game 7 to 1, 8 to 1, 4 to 1. This Nationals offense is just not performing the way it did to start off the series, and I think that's going to spell some trouble. For them going into Houston. What do you think, Colin? Baseball. <laughs> so like I said, they're heading back to Houston. And this could this, this could bring some troubles. Houston's really picking it up on offense. You got Correa. You have Altuve. You have a lot of guys in this deep, deep Astros lineup. Bregman, I think it's just about over the Nationals. I think this series ends in six games. I think they go back and Houston wins the next game to end the World Series. I will say this, if the Nationals end
1: up pulling it out and it goes to Game 7, I will watch Game 7. Really? I will watch it.
0: Why wouldn't you watch Game 6, though? It's also a clinching game.
1: If it doesn't conflict with football. If there's a football game on, I'm watching football. But if it does go to Game 7, I will be watching Game 7.
0: But you wouldn't want to watch a clinching game in Game 6?
1: If it's a close game going into the 8th, I'll watch. Other than that, no. Okay. Count me out.
0: All right, that's fine, but the rest of us will be watching because mm-hmm. I want to see the clinching game. Have fun. So you, you can miss t- tomorrow night's clinching game, tonight when they hear this, on Tuesday. Okay. So we'll see what happens with that. I think it's going to end up being the Astros, though, and that's about all the baseball we got in us. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's the most baseball I can talk all all week. It's hard to talk just a one-man monologue about baseball.
1: But well, I I would like to care about baseball before I talk about it, and I really don't.
0: That's fair. So let's get into some stuff you actually do want to talk about. All right, let's do it. We had some news in the NBA this past week. <laughs> Andre Ayton is now scheduled to miss 25 games to start off the season yeah. because of a failed drug test.
1: Suspended for 25 games. That's used a
0: garbage can. I'll tell you that. Really? So okay. So he was the number one pick in the draft.
1: Yeah, way wildly overrated. I did not see. I, I watched him in Arizona. He got paid a hundred thousand dollars to go there. I don't see where that was money horribly spent, because he was, he was good, but he just, he was just physically better than everyone else in college basketball, and then he came to the NBA. And you're not going to be physically better than everyone else in the NBA because you're going up against seven footers every single night. And the fact that they took him over Luka blows my mind like to this day. The fact that Luka Doncic was not the first pick in that draft will forever. Be a terrible mistake.
0: Even Trey Young came out of that draft last year. Yeah, and Trey Young's been on fire. Trey like Young's year, good. I, I would year. take
1: Trey Young over DeAndre Ayton. Oh DeAndre me too. Ayton's That's what I'm just, saying. He's just. I would not. I would not touch DeAndre Ayton the top five picks.
0: So are you ready to call DeAndre Ayton a bust?
1: I mean, I wouldn't necessarily give him the bust tag right now, but he is trending towards the bust tag. It's would, too early for the bust tag, but he's definitely trending.
0: I would agree with you. I I mean, the dude gets suspended. I mean, I don't think it has anything to do with his basketball play, so you can't really say he's a bust because of his basketball talents because he's suspended. Like, we'll wait to see what happens after the suspension, how he plays this season. The Suns look pretty decent right now. They got a young team, and they're probably not going to make much noise, but they're at least going to make some steps in the right direction this season. And I think DeAndre Aiken can help make them do that. I agree that maybe he wasn't the best option at the first pick with guys like Trey Young and Luka Doncic who should have been picked there. And on top of that, I don't know about drafting a big center who really can't shoot the ball outside of the paint in today's NBA. But when it comes down to it, I don't think he's going to be a bust. I I think he'll be a solid piece for the Suns. He's not going to be number one pick worthy. But I think he'll still be one of the best players in that lottery and one of those best players in that draft from that season, at least a top 10.
1: Yeah. I mean, the other concerning thing for me is that the fact he failed the drug test for a diuretic, Yeah, which I didn't know until I did some research on it. Diuretics are used to used as, like, a masking agent or, like, something that you use to, like, flush your system. So he's hiding something. What it is he's hiding, I don't know. But he's hiding something.
0: Yeah, and that's a big issue.
1: Yeah, and he said he unknowingly took the diuretic. How do you unknowingly flush your system? You don't. You don't.
0: You, you know. You absolutely you know full well. don't. And he's trying to appeal it.
1: That's crazy to me. Yeah, not yeah. gonna happen. I I no. Yeah, I would suspend suspend him more games. I'd I'd give him thirty games for trying to appeal it.
0: For thinking that I'm stupid. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You think we're stupid and don't know what you're doing? Get out of here, DeAndre Ayton.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think he'll fail that, and if he doesn't, I think that's a poor look on the NBA, mm-hmm. because like you said, it's a he was tested positive for using diuretics. Like he's masking something. Mm-hmm. Something was used. How how could you lessen his suspension for finding out that he's trying to hide something?
1: Yeah, it doesn't. That would not doesn't make, make sense any to sense.
0: Me. In other basketball news, though, the Warriors are they the still the same Warriors? Do they suck now?
1: Well, I think a big part of it is it coming out. Draymond Green's only six five. That hurts. That hurts that Warriors team a lot.
0: But why does that hurt? He was it's, he was always six five.
1: No, he Thanks was Frank. he used yeah he, he used to be listed six seven, but now they came out. His real height is only six five.
0: So what does that have to do with them losing basketball
1: games? That hurts morale in the locker room. That just kills because that just eats away at everyone. They're like, oh man. Our center is only 6'5"? That (laughs) sucks. (laughs) No, but for real, I I don't like... This Warriors team is... It's pretty much the same team, but at the same time, you don't have Clay. Obviously, you lost KD. uh, You lost Iggy. I mean, it's... I think it's too early to write them off, but yeah, they are struggling heavily to start the season.
0: Yeah, they are currently 0-2 from the time of this recording. And have lost a by a combined forty-seven points in those two games.
1: Yeah, seeing them go go into halftime down seventy to thirty-seven to the fucking Thunder. Thunder, who are just a like terrible team whose best player is Chris Paul. I mean, I love SGA, don't get me wrong. He's one of my favorite young players, but they're not me, trying to win games.
0: No. They no. they need another good Pick to add to their team
1: Oh yeah They need a couple good picks To they're, add to their team They're not trying team. to
0: win By 30 points Like no. they did Against the Warriors that, <laughs> no. That's not the goal No That is, that is not no. the goal Of the front office Absolutely not They want their next superstar Yeah And they know that Chris Paul is aging And he's not that
1: No That Yeah that was That was very embarrassing For the Warriors So I I don't know The Warriors If they continue this skid I I they might miss the playoffs. I don't know. I agree. But, I mean, I, it's hard to write off a team that has Steph Curry on it. I mean, yeah. at any point, he could drop 40 and win a game.
0: Well, I had them listed as eighth in my playoff projections, and this is the reason why. I don't mm-hmm. think they're as good as they were last year in the last four or five seasons, and I think losing KD really hurts them. Um, but I'm not ready to take them out of the playoff picture just because of a bad start. Like you said, they still got Steph Curry. They still have D'Angelo Russell. They still have Draymond Green. Klay Thompson comes back February, March is the timeline right now. Mm-hmm. They have a lot of time to turn things around and make the playoffs, but I don't think they're making a deep run, even mm-hmm. if they do.
1: No. And I would not I would not play Klay Thompson this year, if, even if he's come really? back healthy. Fuck no. Oh, I would. Hell no, I would not play him this year. I would absolutely not, because why are you going to send him out there and try and... So if you are gonna send them out there, you'll be sending them out there probably for either the end of the season or the playoffs, ideally. And February, March. At that point, it's like half the season. If you're if you're already like like you said, you had them at eight in your playoff predictions. I had them at seven. seven.
0: Oh, I had at seven. My bad. So I yeah, seven. I
1: mean, we both had them in, in the lower seeds. So you're playing a higher seed. You're not. The path to the championship is not as easy as it usually is. Why are you going to risk him blowing out his knee again and then being out of playoff contention yet again next year when you can just sit him kind of, yeah, I'm giving this season. But, I mean, you got to there without him, so why are you not going to continue to let him rest, heal up for next year, and make another run for the championship next year? So Ed- I mean, I per- that's just me. That's what I would do.
0: I don't think the Warriors are going to have to say. I think Klay Thompson is going to be one that wants to come back, and he's going to do whatever he yeah. can to come back. So that's that's what I think. I think he's definitely going to play this season. I think it's going to be around February or March, and I think he's going to help them a lot. I'm interested with, to see what they do with D'Angelo Russell.
1: I hope they trade him.
0: I hope they do, too, at the deadline. Same. And I think that's what's going to happen mm-hmm. because it doesn't make any sense to have him on the team when Klay Thompson does come back.
1: No, yeah, I agree. Also, genius move, by the way, of them getting D'Angelo Russell to start yeah, with, sign and trade. That was that was massive. Yeah, it was. That was, that huge. was huge. Instead of losing KD for nothing, at least you get D'Angelo Russell, so you can trade him for something. That was that was a that was one of my favorite moves of the NBA off because that was just beautiful GMing.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. So we'll see what happens. I think D'Angelo Russell will be moved. Not sure where he'll be moved to. Could go back to the East. I'm sure there's some teams that could utilize him in the East. So we'll, Peacers, see, what, we'll see what happens. Mm, why? Why
1: not? <laughs> why the hell not? I feel, the like, I feel like there's not. no good
0: spot for him. Right now you have Brogdon and you have Oladipo at your guards. Yeah. So where do you so play? So what?
1: Start three guards. I'm fine with starting three guards. If it's D'Angelo Russell, Malcolm Brogdon, Victor Oladipo, sure. I'll start three guards and two centers. That's fine with me.
0: <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't know if I would do that. I mean, that'd be okay with me. I'd be all right with it. I don't think the Pacers are a good I don't fit. No,
1: I don't think that they will. I don't think that they definitely won't. Absolutely won't. But I was a big proponent of D'Angelo, D'Angelo Russell to the Pacers. Obviously, that was before did. So,
0: so that's what I'm getting at. I think that if the Pacers wanted to get him, he, they would have gotten him in this offseason. Right. They would have... Yeah. Sh- Shelled out the money, found a way to get him. Mm-hmm. So that's what I believe. So I don't think they're going to try to trade for him. If I they wouldn't try to sign him. This I could
1: see the Timberwolves going after him, getting him. Him that, and Carl Anthony Towns yeah. were linked a lot this offseason. That would be a good landing spot. I for could him. see them trading Wiggins for him too.
0: But I don't know if the Warriors are going to want Wiggins. Why do the Warriors need Wiggins?
1: Who else do they have to play small forward? Fair point. I mean, I I don't know who it is, but is. I'll tell you right now, he's not as good as Andrew Wiggins.
0: Yeah, I mean, they got guys like Looney and Raymond who could well. These, Power they're forward. small guys. The we know they're big small. Guys. Yeah, so <laughs> you could you could plug them in like small forward or something. So maybe they need a bigger guy instead of a small forward, and you could plug like well a Andrew Looney Wiggins or is six eight. Bigger than fucking Draymond Green. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll see what the Warriors do. Right now, they're not looking so good. Hopefully, they can start turning things around for Warriors fans. Yeah. They would like to see that.
1: Yeah, I bet they would.
0: And hopefully, Steve Kerr can start to actually coach this team because the past few seasons, he's let the players do it. <laughs>
1: he doesn't need so, to. So,
0: well, apparently, he does now. If yeah, they're well, losing by this now much. Now he does, He he's he didn't all need sudden, to no, before. He did it. and that's going to hurt them because all of a sudden, oh, man, Steve Kerr doesn't know how to coach. Want to know who else doesn't know how to coach? Matt Nagy. <laughs> and the Chicago Bears. How do you like that transition? Oh, that was good and true. <laughs> what the hell was Matt Nagy thinking on Sunday? I, I, At the end of that game.
1: I I cannot explain it because I genuinely don't know. Like, I, I, I was watching Red Zone. That game came up. I saw there was a little bit under a minute left. And... They were in victory formation on the 21-yard line, lining up for a 41-yard field goal. Why, with with one timeout left on first down, why would you not at least try and run the ball, maybe pick up two, three yards? I don't know. That makes a difference when it comes to kicking because that two, three yards, that could have been a good field goal as opposed to wide left. Because he could have snuck it in the uprights, it it really bothered me, and he's defending it, which I have to I have to admire him for it. Because you got as a coach, you have to make decisions and then defend those decisions, whether it be right or wrong. And I will say he did defend his decision, but it is also it was also the wrong decision.
0: So let's put it this way: I think that was the worst coaching blunder. Of this season so far. And I watched Freddie Kitchens call a draw play on 4th and nine. So that's saying a lot. I think that this was the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. Mitchell Trubisky escapes the pocket. Scrambles for a first down. Gets in field goal range. But like you said, it's a first down. You have over a minute left. I think it was about a minute 10 with a timeout. Why the hell are you not throwing... Two shots to the end zone. And if that doesn't work out, on third down, you run the ball. Like you said, you put it on whatever side of the hash your kicker wants it. Mm -hmm. Try to gain some yards as well. And if you can get that to score, you do. But if not, most likely when you get tackled, it's at least going to be a shorter field goal. Yeah, You know you have kicking problems. Why are you just settling for a 41-yard field goal when you know you have kicking problems? Try to go for a touchdown. If you can't... Then you run the ball and try to get a little bit closer, so then you can kick it. What the hell is he thinking?
1: Uh, well, I understand not throwing the ball because Mitch Trubisky is your quarterback. But oh, also I don't running, care. running I don't care. just, just you have a timeout. Yeah. Just run one play. You can kick it on second down. That's fine. I don't care. Run the damn ball. Do like try. Just try. Make an effort to get get your kicker a little bit better field goal. I don't care how confident he is. He could be confident from 60. I'm going to try and get you that four, that 29-yard field goal. Because you can. Because I can. I have the time. I have a timeout. Let me try. Let me help you. You scratch my back. I scratch your back. We help each other out. I get you a couple extra yards. You make the field goal. No. I, I Like, it boggles my mind how stupid.
0: In the moment... I was hoping that he was going to miss that field goal. I'm oh, I was, honest, so, I was so ecstatic. I, I was watching this. I'm like, what are you doing? Why are you wasting all this time? There's a full fucking minute. Run the fucking ball. Do something. Run another play. So that made me really mad. So I at that point, I was hoping he was going to miss that field goal, as shitty as that is to say. Oh, yeah. I, I, was, I was hoping oh, for I it.
1: always hope for a Bears loss, a uh, nice Bears loss. It's always fun. I
0: wouldn't go that far. Bears. Well, but. Well, I mean, I will me, say. It me.
1: I will say it is it is very honorable of the Bears and Bears fans not having a team good enough to overshadow the 85 Bears so they can just continue to harp on how good that 85 Bears team was. Because if you talk to any Chicago fan, they'll tell you about the 85 Bears and how good they were. And they were a good team. They were one of the best teams in NFL history. But...
0: Well, it, if you talk to any Browns fans, we're gonna tell you about the fifties Browns and Jim Brown, so wow. not much better. <laughs> yeah, but
1: but so
0: I know you're a Packers fan, so you like to see your division crash and burn. But to me, I wanna see the Bears play well. Because here's the thing. I'm in awe of the Chicago Bears. Truly in awe. I- I've never been so astounded by a team, so so surprised and so like excited about the Bears because They are something I've never seen in football before. I think that they're the most unique team I've ever seen in my entire life, and you want to know why? Please. I have never seen a team whose defense looks like they can win the Super Bowl and whose offense looks like they can earn the number one pick in the draft. (laughs) I'm in awe. I'm truly in awe. Yeah. Truly. I'm truly
1: in awe. I mean... Yeah, I, I do like that defense is really good, but I think something that not a lot of people are talking about or, and were talking about, that defense losing Vic Fangio really, really hurts. Them them not having a guy in the booth who can who can scheme up everything. I mean, defense is 100% most of the time scheme. So not having him being that father-like figure pointing everything out, making the schemes against other teams, that hurt, I think that hurts the defense a lot more than people are talking about or had talked about. Yeah, I mean, like, no one talked about them losing Vic Fangio. Everyone was like, that Bears defense is still the best defense in the league. And I, I'm pretty sure I said it. I said they were in for some regression because of losing Vic Fancio. So... I always love a good Bears loss. I, th- I always think it's pretty funny.
0: Yeah, honestly, I don't see that their defense is regressing as much as you might say. I still think they're a great defense, and if their offense were to actually help them out and, you know, score some points, then they would look a lot better than they do right now because, that, I mean, that that's a killer. If your offense can't move the ball, it's field position, you know? Yeah. So... You're just giving other teams good field position on your defense, so it makes it hard for them. It's true. So I like the Bears' defense still. I really think they are that Super Bowl-caliber defense. But, God, what the hell are the Bears going to do with this offense? There's too much to fix.
1: Okay. Unbiasedly speaking, do you get rid of Trubisky after this year? Do you move on from Trubisky? Yeah, I do. I do. You You want to hear something funny? If
0: I was getting paid big bucks... To run the brown, to run the Bears franchise, I, I would move Mitchell Trubisky. Oh, 100%. Same, yeah, same. What was something funny? The Bears traded up for Mr. Mitch Trubisky.
1: They traded up one spot for him. I know. And you know and who guess else was what? in that draft? Guess what? Guess what? Guess what? Guess what? what? The 49ers weren't even going to take him.
0: <laughs> Wait, guess what? guess what? Guess what? Guess what? Guess what? Even if they did take him, they still could have drafted Deshaun Watson. <laughs>
1: I mean, I can't. Okay, I can't necessarily. I, I know everyone always makes that joke, like, "Oh, Deshaun Watson, Pat Mahomes were in that draft," but also oh, at the same too, yeah. at the same time, like, it, Trubisky did look like a solid quarterback in his one year at North Carolina. He looked accurate, and I mean, projecting quarterbacks, you you think, okay, once he gets in an NFL offense, once Nagy who is supposed to be this offensive guru, gets his hands on him, he was going to be able to mold him into something better. So I can't necessarily blame them. I can blame them for trading up one spot to take him because that's hilarious, and the 49ers had just signed Jimmy Garoppolo, so that was a bonehead move. Trading for Jimmy, yeah. But I mean, no, 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 I'm saying trading up is a bonehead move.
0: No, 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 you said... Signed Jimmy Grapplo, they traded for Jimmy Grappolo.
1: Well, well, yeah, but I'm they I'm pretty sure they just read they, they him. extended okay, him. Okay. That's what I meant. Oh, okay. But yeah, but still, I mean I can't necessarily blame them too much for taking Trubisky, but at the same time, Deshaun Watson was he was my number one quarterback in that draft. Yeah. And he was he was in campus.
0: To me, I understand. Passing on Patrick Mahomes because I feel like a lot of people weren't really expecting Patrick Mahomes mm-hmm. to be this good, but Deshaun Watson had just won the national championship, yeah, and everyone was talking about how he was the guy in this draft.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So I could totally blame them for passing on Deshaun Watson. I can, and I have no Makes regrets sense. over it. Even the Chiefs, if they would have missed on, uh, if they would have missed on Patrick Mahomes, they would have gotten just much shit for it. They would oh yeah,
1: have. oh yeah. The if fact that he you take a quarterback in the first round and you miss, you take shit for it.
0: Especially when Deshaun Watson was behind both of those guys. Yeah. So, you can't fault the Chiefs for having the foresight to know that Patrick Mahomes is going to be good. But at the time, they were. They were getting backlash for that, if you remember. That oh, yeah, these, yeah. All these teams were passing on Deshaun Watson. Why? Well, we found out it was stupid of the Bears, not so stupid of the Chiefs. Yeah. So, it is what it is. Yeah, I would pass on Mitch Trubisky if it was me. So, unfortunately, we had a defender go down this past week. Not for the Bears, but for another defense who is starting to look kind of good and adding pieces and parts to it, the Houston Texans defense. J.J. Watt goes out with a pectoral tear, and he posts later at the hospital in his bed saying that he's going to miss the rest of the season. Mm -hmm. This is a big blow for the Houston Texans. And it might alter their season.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's very unfortunate. Uh, J.J. is, although he's in the Colts division, he is one of my favorite players to watch in the league just because he is just so dominant at his position. He was Aaron Donald before Aaron Donald was a thing. Um, So, I mean, I really feel bad for him. This is the third time he's hit IR in four years. He just can't seem to stay healthy anymore, and I feel bad. For J.J., but also it, it does it does hurt the Texans a lot because, I mean, not having that defensive rock on the defensive line, I mean, their defense is pretty good outside of J.J., but having him there just makes a world of difference.
0: I think this hurts their season going forward, and I think before this happened, he, they were a playoff team, but now they might not even make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And here's their schedule coming up. Jaguars, Ravens, Colts, Patriots, and then they play the Titans twice, two times in the last three games. I don't want to say their season's over, but...
1: They got a bit of a gauntlet of the schedule coming up. Exactly.
0: So, good luck, Houston. At least you'll win a World Series. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, we're approaching the trade deadline, though, in the NFL.
1: Today at 4 o'clock.
0: Yes. And this allows the Texans to have time to make some moves. And there were teams the past week that already made moves approaching today's deadline. We had the Patriots trading away Michael Bennett and the Dolphins trading away Kenyon Drake. Michael Bennett went to the Cowboys for a 2021 seventh round pick.
1: So basically for free.
0: Essentially. And Kenyon Drake went to the Cardinals this morning while we were walking here for a 2020. Sixth-round pick, conditional for a fifth. Yes. So I think that these are both really good trades. Because like you said, the Cowboys are getting Michael Bennett for nothing, and he's going to be a great cog in that defensive wheel, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think the Cardinals really need a running back. There might be something more to David Johnson. He might be out for a little bit longer than they're anticipating. Yeah. And Edmonds went down this week. So yeah I, I think it's a good ad for the Cardinals as well to get Kenyon Drake mm-hmm. especially if it ends up being a sixth for a fifth pick I guess it's fine it just depends how he plays I've never been a big fan of Kenyon Drake he hasn't looked very good in Miami for the exception of one season I can think of mm-hmm. so depends what Kenyon Drake they're getting
1: yeah yeah I mean it'll be interesting to see how he gels with Kyler I mean Kyler obviously likes to use his running backs a lot I mean especially out of the backfield so I mean, I liked Kenyon Drake at Alabama. We'll say that. and He played decently well for the Dolphins for a little bit, but then obviously got overshadowed by guys like Frank Gore and Kalen Ballage, and lost time to a bunch of guys in Miami. So I don't know if that's him falling out with the coaching staff or the front office as opposed to on-the-field talent, but... I hope I really do hope this works out for the Cardinals because it'd be one hell of a two headed monster to have Kenyon Drake and DJ in the backfield. And then for the Cowboys, I mean, I didn't think they needed another edge having DeMarcus Lawrence and um Well they got Van
0: Ash, who's a linebacker no, who they'll come bring no, off the edge.
1: No, 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 no. Robert Quinn. Okay. They have Robert Quinn and DeMarcus Lawrence, so they're going to have to push one of those guys inside. Maybe Michael Bennett comes in as a third down kind of D tackle rush D tackle But, I mean, yeah, for a seventh-round pick next year, it's, I mean, why not? Yeah. Why not take a swing at him and let him come in and help you out on defense?
0: Yeah, and you're not really giving up anything like you said. So Yeah. And on the flip side of the Kenyon Drake trade, I like it for the Dolphins because the Dolphins are just accumulating these draft picks. Yep. And if they can get a fifth-rounder for him. I think it's a good one.
1: Oh, that's, that's a win for so sure.
0: So they're going to have quite a few draft picks over the next few seasons.
1: Yeah. I'll be very excited to do some mock drafts for the Dolphins. Oh, just yes. to see what I can get with them.
0: They're going to have a very young team. So it, it's an okay strategy because you're going to get talent, but they're still going to be bad for a few years because they're going to be yeah. so goddamn young. Yeah, yeah. So we'll see what ends up happening. And one more note on the Dolphins. Did you see the way – Ohio State's defensive end, Chase Young, played this weekend.
1: No, but I do know he's a freak.
0: He is a freak. Four sacks, two forced fumbles. Dude's a freaking beast. Animal. I put up on the Unfinished Business Twitter a video of all of his sacks. I said, if I'm the Dolphins, I'm sticking with Josh Rosen, and I'm drafting Chase Young number one overall. Really? Yes. Really? Yes. Really? Yes.
1: Yes. Really? Are yes. you sure? I'm. Because so, because you positive. heavily debated me that last time I said that. You know you what? Said, I said that a couple weeks ago,
0: and you were like, "No, no, no! You got to go get Tua." You know what? So you know what? I've since changed my mind after watching how insane Chase Young is. Telling you, man. And yeah, I mean, I I like Josh, and I've also this was before I saw Josh Rosen play because we had Fitzmagic to start off the season. So I like the way – I've liked what I've seen from Rosen when he's played. Mm-hmm. And I think that he could be a good franchise quarterback for the Dolphins. I do. You just got to get the team around him. Yeah. And I you can't pass on Chase Young. I
1: mean, Chase Young is really fucking good, yeah. man. He's really good.
0: And you traded draft picks away for Rosen. Why are you just going to give up on him before you even give him a shot to have a good team around him? I would just stick with him. Draft Chase Young. This dude's insane.
1: Well, the Cardinals did. What do you mean? The Cardinals traded him before giving a chance.
0: Well, they also got Cliff Kingsbury, who they wanted to pair with Tyler. So that's a different situation. situation, But similar. Yeah. Another
1: team didn't give him a chance. Right. Yeah. Also, just uh, real quick the 2016 Pats quarterback room is now a combined record of 20 and 2.
0: We'll keep that updated as we go. Yeah, but they're insane.
1: But yeah, and the only two losses are from the Colts.
0: They're having quite a few days. Yeah, they're having a quite a season. <laughs> every week they're having a day. <laughs> they're having a day. Ha- having a season. Anyone else who, who's having a day? Drew Brees. Yeah.
1: First day back.
0: Have a day, Drew Brees. Drew dooby doo. <laughs> Where were you on the bench hurt with your thumb, but you're back and I missed you, Drew. Oh, how I missed you, Drew Breeze. I am a Browns fan first, but I've come to love the New Orleans Saints partially because my girlfriend goes to st- school in New Orleans, so I visit there quite often. I go about twice a semester if I can. I- I've been in New Orleans quite a few times over the last four years. I've Started to really like the Saints. I like the culture of New Orleans. I like the people there. I feel like I can connect to them on a level of a smaller city because, I mean, there it's like very touristy, so like the amount of people that actually live there are from New Orleans is not as high as you would think. And I think that the people there just kind of have that same chip on the shoulder that I have being from Cleveland. So I can connect to the people there, and I can connect to Saints fans. So I like the Saints a lot. Plus, they have a lot of guys that went to Ohio State who are from Cleveland so I'm, I've become a Saints fan over the last four years. So I have missed Drew Brees. So let me talk about how Drew Brees did and his game back from his injury. Thirty four for forty three completions. That's seventy nine percent completion percentage. Three hundred seventy three passing yards and three touchdowns. The guy was a beast, and he could have waited. He didn't need to come back this week. He could have waited. They have a bye this upcoming week, week nine. They wanted him to wait. He said, no, nope, I'm coming back. And you want to know why he did that? I read Drew Brees' book. He wrote a book after he won the Super Bowl. I read it. About uh, it was last winter break. I read his book. You want to know what he said in there? He said, never let your backup see the field because if he does, you have a shot to lose your job. And this is what he was told by Doug Flutie, I believe, when he was in uh, San Diego. Mm-hmm. and he got hurt, he got replaced by Phillip Rivers, and so goes the story, he ends up in New Orleans. So he did not want his backup to see the field. His backup was undefeated, and yes, he might be wanting to help Bridgewater like with transition because, I mean, he's the next up-and-coming guy, but he knows that he's not done playing football yet. He's not letting his backup see the field. Drew Brees comes back, balls out. Have a day, Drew Brees.
1: Yeah, I love Drew Brees. He's uh. Obviously he went to that school up north, which is a tad bit unfortunate. But yeah, well. still love the guy. Great guy. Uh he is definitely a goat in my mind. He yeah. is one of the one of the goats. Won a Rose Bowl there. Yeah, he did. When um, was the last
0: time that's happened at phew, Purdue? Probably then. Yeah, exactly.
1: My have a day. Have a day Mike Evans finished with eleven catches for hundred and ninety-eight yards and two touchdowns. That came out to forty-two. 0.8 fantasy points. Mike Evans was just absolutely dominant against this Titan secondary that has looked decent at times this year. So I mean, I think Mike Evans is just like, he's just one of those guys that you can just throw it up and you know what's going on. He's oh, coming down with it.
0: That happened like two or three times. He had like what was it two like 30 plus 30 plus yard receptions that James literally just threw up for him.
1: Oh yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I love Mike Evans, big Mike Evans fan, and he had a one hell of a day yesterday.
0: Yeah, he did. So let's transition now to the daily debate, and this is a big one. So we talked about guys who are having a day, but let's start talking about guys who are having a season. So today's daily debate, mid-season NFL predictions. So let's get started. Let's start off with our predictions for the NFL awards. Let's go from bottom to top. Let's start with Defensive Rookie of the Year. Who do you got?
1: Defensive Rookie of the Year, I mean, in my eyes, it's it, 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 this is his to lose. I mean, Nick Bosa. Guy's playing absolutely out of his mind. I mean, coming out of Ohio State last year, he was the top player on my board. He's... He was just, un- he's unbelievable. I mean, he's got the strength. He's got the speed. He's got the bend. He has the technical skills. So he c- he can beat you in any way he wants to. And he does. And he's showing that right now. Uh, I believe he has seven sacks on the year already. Uh, dude's an absolute animal. And so um, he's my far and away defensive rookie of the year.
0: I also have Dick Bosa as my defensive rookie of the year. And he has a shot to win defensive player of the year. Oh, yeah. He has been insane. I don't know if they'll actually end up doing that, giving one player two awards. I don't think it will happen just because that's how awards tend to work where they like to spread them around a little bit. Mm -hmm. But dude is on fire. And like you said, I also had him as my top player coming out of Ohio State. And I understand the Cardinals for picking their franchise quarterback in Kyler. But at the time... I was a little perplexed why they wouldn't just roll with Rosen and get Nick Bosa. It didn't really make any sense. But, I mean, hey, they did what they had to do with Cliff Kingsbury, so be it. But this guy is rocking. The Niners really, really won because of that decision they had to make. And mm-hmm. we already talked about how the Niners won by tr- getting picks to – trade back for the Bears' move up from Rich Trubisky. This is another draft they won. Mm -hmm. By just sitting there and being able to have Nick Bosa fall in their laps, oh, my God, dude's on a tear. Absolutely. So for Offensive Rookie of the Year, I don't have a solid one. I have one that I personally believe should be Offensive Rookie of the Year, and I have one that I believe that I I could see NFL media – Voting to have Rookie of the Year. So who I think should be Offensive Rookie of the Year, Gardner Minshew. Dude came out of nowhere. He's balling out for the Jaguars. They're winning games. And they have a real shot to maybe win a wild card spot. As long as they keep playing well. They do. And a really good division. in a division that we think is the best in football. They have a shot to still make the playoffs. And then Kyler Murray, he was the number one pick. They're playing decent. They're playing close in games. They're not getting blown out. He's playing well. I could see NFL writers just giving it to him, which I would hate because I think Gardner Minshew really earned it more. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I also have Gardner Minshew as my offensive rookie of the year, and I agree if Kyler keeps playing at least decently well, they will more than likely probably give him the offensive rookie of the year, him being the first pick. But, yeah, I think if Gardner Minshew – Especially if Nick Foles comes back and he continues to start over Nick Foles, which I'm not sure will happen. But if he does, lock him in for Offensive Rookie of the Year because he has just been absolutely insane this year. He has been perfect, exactly what this Jacks team needed.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. So moving into the player awards, for Defensive Player of the Year, I have Miles Garrett. It's my homer pick, but I truly do believe it. Right now Miles Garrett has 10 sacks on the season. He's on fire. He looks like the animal that he is. The reason he was drafted number 1 overall. He's one of the best defensive ends if not the best defensive end in the entire NFL. I have Miles Garrett winning defensive player of the year this season.
1: Yeah, I also have Miles Garrett in this spot. I mean, like you said, 10 sacks halfway through the season is just insane. Uh so but I mean, he's like you said, first round pick, first pick overall. He is just otherworldly. It's like I and I and I honestly think Chase Young is in that Miles Garrett aura of like just guys who just are physically not like everyone else. They're just in a whole nother level than everyone in the world. So well,
0: it's funny because it's funny you compare them because being from Ohio, my social media. Circles tend to revolve around Cleveland, and because I'm from Cleveland, everyone's an Ohio State fan, so that gets lumped in there as well. There are a lot of people in Cleveland calling for the Browns to just <laughs> blow up the season, and go get Chase Young. <laughs> and as someone who I would not consider myself an Ohio State fan, I think that's outrageous because we have a shot to actually make the playoffs yeah, in a wild card spot, potentially. Mm-hmm. Maybe more, we'll see. But that's just absurd. And this is why I never got behind that Ohio State fan logic because they're just unbelievably stupid and crazy for Ohio State Buckeyes. And it's just the they just become stupid when they talk about stuff like that. Like, why the hell would you just blow up your season for one guy?
1: Yeah, no that that's not very realistic whatsoever. I don't think. I mean, obviously. If they could do that, having bookend Miles Garrett and Chase Young would be absolutely just dis- just disgusting. Yeah, and it's not even worth talking it's, about. It's I brought not it up happen. because I saw it,
0: it was just, it was. I just had to talk about the stupidity I've seen.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I understand it, but uh, again, I don't think it's going to happen. Um, moving on, my offensive player of the year, I, I got to give it to Seamack, man. He has just been otherworldly this year. He just... It feels like almost every single game, he just comes out and he is their offense. He is everything. I mean, yeah, they are, they just got shit kicked by the 49ers, but the 49ers are also on one hell of a roll. He still had 117 yards and a touchdown and added another four catches. and Four catches for 40 yards. So, I mean, he's he's something else. Like, he's in the MVP conversation. I think he should solidly be in the MVP conversation, but I think he'll end up with Offensive Player of the Year.
0: So I saw someone on Twitter, I forget who it was, but they said, I have a vote for MVP, and for the first time since, I think it was LT or whoever, I forget what it was. For the first time since whatever, like, I'm considering voting Chris McCaffrey. Mm Mm-hmm. For MVP. Because it's been only quarterbacks for God knows how long now. Oh, yeah. Years. And he is a real shot, I agree. He's also my offensive player of the year. Yeah. Dude's been insane. He's been the entire offense. Chris McCaffrey, dude. Keep balling out. Might be one of the best back. Might be the best back in the NFL. Seriously. He's yeah. that good.
1: Yeah, honestly.
0: But, unfortunately, I got to roll the quarterback route for my MVP. I have Russell Wilson. Russ has just been so good this year. He's always good, but he's really shown it this season. The last few seasons, I've been talking about this guy is the best in the NFL. I I really do believe that. I think he gets gypped all the time. I think he's a top three quarterback. I think it goes like Drew Brees, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, top five. And then i put Russell Wilson right there at four or five. I mean, he's that good. I got him at MVP.
1: Yeah, my MVP, is this might be, a, people will call as a homer pick, I'm taking Aaron Rodgers. I mean, watching him last night against that Chiefs defense, he can just do things on a football field that no one else can even think about doing. That 40-yard little flick while getting sacked to Kumaro was one of the most best passes I've ever seen in
0: my life. Do you think he was actually trying to make that throw? Oh yeah, really? Absolutely. I think he was trying to throw it away. Really? Yeah. No. I think he was trying to no. throw it out of the back of the end zone.
1: No, no he wasn't.
0: Uh, Wait, hold on. Are you thinking of the Jamal Adams touch
1: or the Jamal Williams touchdown? No. Yeah. What are you talking about? I'm talking about the Kumro. To uh, I don't know. I think it was in the first half oh, where God. he just, he was mind. getting sacked and just oh, yeah, kind of flicked it. Yeah. Kumro dove beast. and caught it. He's a beast. But no, that the Williams, that one. Williams one, that was also a nice throw. That was. I
0: think he was trying to throw it away. I, I even it could have been. But he like, still sh- he
1: he dropped it perfectly in the back of the end zone, whether <sighs> he was throwing it away I or know, not. I, I mean, know. I don't know. That was a perfect throw.
0: Because I want to believe he threw it because I think he's that good that he could have. But like they showed a shot of him. After that, walking back to the sideline, looking up at the scoreboard, seeing what he just did, and he had a little smirk on his face. So I don't
1: knowing he just dropped it in the fucking. It's, e- it's either
0: that or he was like, "I was trying to throw that away, and I just scored a touchdown." Regardless, Fuck yeah. regardless,
1: regardless, he threw the touchdown. He has two interceptions on the year for, with 16 touchdowns. Dude's an absolute animal. They're on a roll. Also, without. Devontae Adams.
0: Yeah, it's true. They're
1: seven and one. So I think I, I think Aaron Wright, if he continues to play like he is right now and that offense that offensive line is finally giving him time to throw the ball. He got sacked a couple times last night, but it wasn't the offensive lines fault like he had like five seconds to throw the ball before the guy, the, before he started getting pressure. So I I think Aaron Rodgers definitely run like I think I do agree with the Russ, the Russ pick. That's not a bad pick whatsoever. I think he would be my definite number two here, but I think Aaron Rodgers is just playing insanely this year.
0: So we agreed on our, all of our award picks except for MVP. Yeah, it's pretty solid, not bad. But let's talk about our playoff predictions. Who we think is going to make the AFC, NFC divisions, wild cards, and then who we think is going to end up winning the Super Bowl this season. So I'll start off. I'll just give my AFC. I'll go North, East, Southwest. AFC North champion, the Baltimore Ravens. AFC East champion, New England Patriots. AFC South, the Indianapolis Colts. And the AFC West, the Kansas City Chiefs. Then, for the wild cards, I got the Buffalo Bills, Bills Mafia making it back into the playoffs. And then my Cleveland Brownies making the wild card spot. And before you go, I just want to talk about what my picks are, and then you can go and talk about yours. I think that'll be the best way to do it. Okay. So I have the Ravens. They're at 5-2 and two right now, and I tried to find a way for my Brownies to win. I'm not going to lie, and it's hard. The Ravens really have to lose some stupid games, and the Browns would have to win all the games that they should win. And being a Browns fan, I know that we don't ever win all the games we should win. So there's going to be a a game we're bound to lose that we should have won. Even though we have the second easiest schedule going forward, when we start with the second hardest, I think the Ravens continue to kind of roll. I think that they're a team that's well-coached. The Browns are not. So the Ravens being well-coached by John Harbaugh, they're not going to lose those games that they're supposed to win. They'll win those and that's what's going to be the deciding factor of them winning the division. I think they'll go around ten and six and win the division at ten and six. If they go nine and seven, that's where the Browns come into conversation where maybe the Browns might be able to beat them with a the tiebreaker if the Browns beat them at home for the second time. So I right now would say I, I got to give it to the Ravens. Then the Patriots, obvious, Colts, starting to look a little bit more obvious. Texans. Just lost J.J. Watt. The Jaguars are sitting at 500. Titans also sitting at 500. i I'm not quite sure if they're going to be able to make up the ground to the Colts because I think they're the fifth best team in the league. Then the West, the Raiders have a real shot here. They do. And it all depends on how the Chiefs are going to play without Patrick Mahomes. And if last night is any indicator, it shows that they're going to play well without Patrick Mahomes. They did play the Packers very close, and that is why I'm giving them the division. If they would have gotten blown out by the Packers last night, then I would have lost a little bit of hope in them without Patrick Mahomes, and even with Patrick Mahomes. The fact that Patrick Mahomes has to keep them in games like that, I don't think that's sustainable. But the fact that they were actually able to play a good Packers team close, I'll give them the division. And the Raiders also have a kind of a rough schedule going forward, so that plays into it as well. My wild card picks, the Bills are at five and two right now. They look like one of the top teams in football. I think that they'll continue to roll through the end of their season and end up making the playoffs with a wild card spot. No way they beat the Patriots. Patriots might fucking go undefeated. Who fucking knows? Yeah. And then the Browns. Like I said, I talked about that. The Ravens. I think the Browns have a shot to go nine and seven. I'll just run through their schedule very quick. Right now they're two and five. I think they make the playoffs if they go nine and seven. So they got the Broncos, I say that's three and five. The Bills, let's say they lose that three and six. Steelers, four and six, Dolphins, five and six. Steelers again, let's say they win it six and six. Bengals, seven and six, Cardinals, eight and six. Now that's a lot of wins right there to get them to that point. But I think it's possible. I think they realize, and I saw a lot of the players tweeting about Oh, season's not over yet. We got all these division games. They know. They know that they're not out of it. So as long as they keep their heads up and keep pushing forward, they got a shot. Ravens, let's say they lose that one because they it's hard to win and hard to sweep a series against a good Ravens team. Eight and seven, Bengals last game of the season win nine and seven, make the playoffs at nine and seven. I got the Browns. All right. Who do you got in the AFC?
1: I also have pretty much all the same teams. Patriots from the East. Chiefs from the West, Ravens from the North, Colts from the South. Then I have the Bills as my first wild card team and then my second wild card team I I'm really torn between one of three teams. I think the Browns, the Texans, and even the Raiders are all in contention for this last spot. Like you just said, the Browns definitely have a nice path. Uh it'll help if the, if the Steelers could lose tonight, obviously we're recording this Monday, so Monday Night Football, Steelers losing to the Dolphins, which is a little bit of a stretch. But, I mean, it. at the end of the day, I think the Browns do have a nice path to a wild card spot. And I think if they can really turn it around and stop shooting themselves in the foot every time they get some sort of momentum, then they can actually do... They can actually make a playoff run this year So I'm going to put the Browns in that last spot But I'm not supremely Confident in them making that Last spot.
0: That's fair So for the NFC I have in the north The Packers, in the east The Eagles And this is one for contention Here. The Eagles I lost a lot of hope in them last Week. They got blown out And I thought I had lost all hope Until this week they come back And they blow out the Lions And that was a good win for them Very good win for them So I don't know what to think of the Eagles now But what I've kind of come to my senses about Is that it's a long season The NFC East is probably one of the worst In football Or at least one of the most average in football They got two really bad teams In the Giants and Redskins They got two super average teams In the Eagles and Cowboys I think that if they can continue to win the games that they need to win and they beat the Cowboys at the end of the season, they should win the division. And I think they have a shot to do that. And their head coach is Doug Peterson. You can't count the guy out. I'll give the division to the Eagles. Then in the south, I have the Saints. They're rolling. Not much more to be said about that. In the west, I have the Niners. I think they're going to keep rolling and end up winning the west. Then my wild card picks. I have the Vikings out of the north. I mean, the Vikings just look really good. They look like one of the best teams in the conference. I think the Vikings have a good shot to make the playoffs here. They just need to keep looking like the Vikings we've seen over the last three weeks and not look like the Vikings we saw to start off the season. That's very important. So I have the Vikings for now. Also, the Seahawks. Seahawks look really good. Russell Wilson is my MVP. I don't think he's going to miss the playoffs. Guy's a beast. They did just lose the Ravens against a good Ravens team, though. I think they'll turn it around, keep going, push forward for that playoff spot. Who do you got?
1: Uh, I actually have the exact same teams. I did have the Cowboys winning the East, but then after consulting their rest of the season schedule, they have a gauntlet coming up. I mean, they got to play the vikings they get the vikings at home they have to play at the lions at the pats they get the bills at home at the bears then they get the rams at home and then they have to go to the eagles this and then but then you look at the eagles schedule coming up yeah they got to play the bears and then the and then the patriots and then the seahawks all those games are at home then they get to go to the dolphins they get the giants at home the redskins away they get the cowboys at home and then the last game of the year they get they get the giants in new york but i mean still like that their schedule is so much easier than the cowboys i think like you said them getting back on track this week was very helpful especially over a good bills defense that was a good sign um but did yeah I say they
0: beat the lions this week i think i did they beat the bills they they played the lions last week I think so. All right, correction. They lost to the Lions last week. They beat the Bills this week. My fault. Yeah. Continue. Sorry.
1: Yeah. Hold on. Hold on. Now, I'm, now I'm double-checking. Now I'm No, no they beat myself. the Bills. No, I know they beat the Bills. They beat the Bills. Yeah. yeah, they beat the
0: Bills. I think it They be like, lost
1: to the Cowboys. They got shit-kicked by the Cowboys last week. Oh,
0: uh, then I don't know why I thought the Lions. Okay, continue. I fucked up.
1: Uh, but, yeah, I think the Eagles get it back going. I think they have a lot easier schedule. And, and then my, like you said, my two... Wildcard teams, the Seahawks and Vikings, I think both teams are playing fairly well. Obviously not well enough to win their divisions because the Packers and Niners are both on a f- tears through the NFL right now. So, but yeah, I think I think the NFC is going to be a lot more contentious than the AFC, but these playoffs are going to get really, really fun really, really quick.
0: I agree. And I think it's going to come down for me, my Super Bowl prediction. Drum roll please. The New Orleans Saints versus the New England Patriots. The New versus the New. Orleans versus the England. I'm taking Drew Brees and the New Orleans Saints to win their second Super Bowl. And they're going to do it in beautiful fashion. They're going to come back from getting knocked out of the playoffs in the NFC Championship game last year because of a bullshit pass interference call. And they're going to... Rock the Patriots' world and win the Super Bowl. I'm taking the Saints, and I'm rolling with them. Who that? Who that? Who that say they're gonna beat them Saints?
1: Okay, this was this was a very tough decision for me. I uh, there was there's a lot of teams on my mind for these for this Super Bowl. My heart tells me Colts Packers. My mind says Saints-Pats, like you said. And my, I have a sleeper pick of the Niners versus the Chiefs. I could see a path that both of them make the make the Super Bowl. But at the end of the day, my heart of hearts, I think it's going to be Packers-Pats. Really? And I'm taking the Packers to win the Super Bowl over the Patriots. Hopefully Devontae Adams is healthy by then.
0: Oh wait, over the Patriots over the Colts
1: over the Patriots.
0: Wait, I thought you said your Packers, head says Patriots. Saints. I thought you said your head says Saints Patriots. So this is a fourth option.
1: Yeah. Oh, okay. This is my total. This is my last. Oh, okay. This is my final option. Got it. This is my this is my final pick. My final pick is Packers Pats. Packers over the Pats 31-24.
0: Oh, you are even throw a score. Yeah, 31-24. I'll take a similar score for mine, to be quite honest. Big offensive Super Bowl. Last year, there was a snooze fest.
1: Yeah. Holy shit, dude. That Pats defense is so good, though. Yeah, it is. They're so
0: good. It's going to be hard to put 31 on that Pats defense.
1: Packers got a good offense, though.
0: So. Yeah. Well. I like I like our picks. I, like <laughs> I said both.
1: 31-24, and the Packers just won 31-24 last night. <laughs> That's
0: funny. I didn't even realize that. <laughs> so those are our Super Bowl picks. Let us know what you think. Reply and tweet at us on Twitter at finish the biz, at finish the B-I-Z. Let us know what your Super Bowl picks are. We want to know what you guys think, who you think is going to go all the way. I got the Saints. Con, you got the Packers. Who do you all think are going to win the Super Bowl? Let's close out this show with some power rankings. We have a lot of changes to the power rankings. Nope. But let's just talk about what our changes are to the power rankings. So, at number 10, who do you got?
1: At number 10, I have the Houston Texans. Obviously, they beat the Raiders this week, but losing J.J. Watt hurts. I think they're definitely a fringe team. I think the Bills, the Eagles... Even someone, I think the Jag, the Rams looked good this week. Uh, I think the Lions and the Jags might be scratching the surface, that bottom spot. Uh, but, yeah, for now, I think the Texans are the number 10.
0: I have the Texans at 9, but I'm starting to rethink that. I'm going to roll with the Texans at 10 as well. Texans at 10. Yeah, I, I like that pick, Texans at 10. Since talking about it more on the show, I I think that J.J. Watt's injury is really going to hurt them going forward. they got a rough schedule coming up as well. They're good, not great. Their offense is starting to at least play better. And we'll see what happens with that defense, how much it really crumbles. So we'll leave them at 10. I like that. At number 9, I have had the Texans. So if they go to 10, I would have the Seahawks at 9. Who do you got?
1: I have the Chiefs at 9. I think they did look decent against the Packers, a good Packers defense. They did put up 24 points, even without Patrick Mahomes. This team just has so many playmakers. It's ridiculous how many playmakers are on this team. This team is crazy. So I still think with or without Patrick Mahomes, this team with Andy Reid is a good, solid team. And obviously when they get Pat Mahomes back, they're going to jump up a little bit, but... For now, I, th- I I'm comfortable with them in the nine spot.
0: So I use this week as a test. If they got blown out by the Packers without Patrick Mahomes, I think that they're just not as good of a team, and they shouldn't have to rely on Patrick Mahomes. But the fact that with their backup quarterback Matt Moore, they only lost by a touchdown to the Packers, who I think are very good and you think could win the Super Bowl. I mean, I can't I can't put them lower than where they were at. I had them at seven last week. I think they gotta stay at least higher than nine. So I mean, it's not it's not that I don't like them, and I'm
1: necessarily pushing them down for the loss. Yeah, I just think that same situation as we had with the Jazz last week. I just think that there's more teams above them that are better at this moment. Whether and then when they but when they do get Pat Mahomes back. I think that they can move up the board a little bit more, and they will. But for now, there are eight more teams that are better than them.
0: I don't know if the Seahawks are better than them, though. That's the thing.
1: The Seahawks, see, I think the Seahawks and them are very similar, so I could see them going either way. Going, like, if you wanted to flip-flop, Put the Chiefs at eight, Seahawks at nine, I'd be okay with that. I don't love this Seahawks team. They they are playing well. All right, so I, let's do that. I though. don't love I don't love this debt defense, though. That I agree. defense really and that's scares why. me. Yeah,
0: so let's put Seahawks at nine, Chiefs at eight. Which means at seven, we would both have the Ravens. Ravens, yes. Baltimore Ravens at seven.
1: Off a bye. It's going to be a fun game against the Pats next week Yeah Sunday I hope the football. Pats beat them though
0: As a Browns fan I need the Pats to beat them Right I hope the For my fantasy team I hope the Ravens beat them by well, like Mine too I got Mark six, Andrews in Hollywood So I probably six, won't start
1: I need like six Lamar
0: rushing touchdowns Six Lamar rushing touchdowns Well That would be nice That probably won't happen More than likely not I'll tell you right now Browns just got their fucking asses whooped By that defense so I would only expect the team that lost to the Browns, the Ravens, to also get their asses beat. So we'll see.
1: We'll see. They've had two weeks to prepare, so.
0: Yeah, well, I we'll said see. the exact same thing about the Browns, and I got called a clown for it this whole week, this, this past day or so after the Browns got mollywopped. So it's fine. It's fine. I'm over it now. But, yeah, we got the Ravens, though, at seven, and then our top six is all the same. Is it? Yep. No, it's not. No, it's not. Okay. The next few, though, are I missed the top. (laughs) Our top is different. Our top is different. Six through four is the same. So we got Vikings at six. That doesn't change from last week. Colts at five. That doesn't change from last week. Niners at four. That doesn't change from last week. And you have the top three also the same as last week. Yes. So last week we had the Saints at three, Packers at two, Patriots at one. Yes. I want to ruffle some feathers. Of course. I want to move Saints to number two over the Packers. So I would be Packers at three, Saints at two, Patriots at one. What do you think?
1: I mean, obviously I'm going to disagree. Um, Not only because I'm a Packers fan, but I also think the Packers. I think these, honestly, me thinking about it, I think these teams are very, very, very similar. When we
0: talked about that last week. We said that. There's a good shot they're just gonna kinda go back and yeah. forth and be things better from week to week. And I think this week, after seeing the Patrick the Packers only beat the Chiefs by one touchdown without Patrick Mahomes, this week I think I gotta give the Saints a boost. Yeah, it's fine. For balling out with Drew.
1: That's fine. I mean, it it that that's fine. All right. Cool. Cool. I'll take it. It's whatever. I mean I 2A like two A and two B. I like it two A two B. I like the Saints. I think the Saints are a great team. Like I said my mind said I think the Saints are gonna make the Super Bowl. Yeah. And I think I would love, love, love to see Drew Brees win another Super Bowl. Me too. That'd be great. I hope so. Um
0: You'll see my ass down but there. Yeah. You'll I will be in New Orleans, don't worry. <laughs> you'll know where I am for the Super Bowl. Jesus. The well, Super Bowl's in Miami, but I'll be in New Orleans, don't worry. All right, so that's gonna round out our power rankings we obviously have patriots at one so we have this week texans at 10 seahawks at nine chiefs at eight ravens at seven vikings at six colts at five 49ers at four packers at three saints at two and patriots at one those are our power rankings and you'll see those posted on instagram and twitter you can follow us at both at finish the biz on instagram and twitter at finish the biz colin any final thoughts
1: Leonard Williams just got traded to the Giants for a third and a 2021 fifth.
0: Wow. What do you think that's going to do?
1: Mm, I mean, I don't. <laughs> it doesn't say a lot for their first round pick, Dexter Lawrence, considering they're trading for D tackles. But, yeah, it's in. That's a good trade for the Jets. I mean, getting a third round and a fifth round pick.
0: Yeah, I mean yeah. if they're
1: open to trading him, getting a third and a fifth for him is pretty nice.
0: I don't know why the Giants want him so bad. I mean, I wouldn't really give up draft picks if I'm the Giants at this stage, so No. I, I don't oof. that's an interesting trade if you're the Giants, to say the least. All right, so thank you for listening to this edition of the UB Pod. Like I said a few times and always at the end of every show, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at FinishTheBIZ. On Twitter, you will get updates like this one I'm about to post about Leonard Williams tra- getting traded and much, much more. You'll see all the up to date news around the NFL, NBA, and MLB, and as well as our posts for our power rankings and such. And you'll also get some commentary about what's going on in those leagues as well. On Instagram, you'll get lots of highlights. You'll get the same power rankings, everything there. But our big draw on Instagram is our pick 'ems. We have daily pick 'ems in our Instagram stories. So you can go through, pick what teams you think are going to win that day. Most days it's NBA, but on Saturdays we got college football. Sundays we got the NFL. And obviously during the World Series right now, we got them as well. So go and play our pick'ems on our Instagram story and follow us. Play along and let us know what you guys think of the show, all right? So send the show, send the link. We are available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and just about anywhere you can get your podcast. Let your friends know you listen to the UB pod and how great we are. And thank you for listening. Have a good one.
1: Peace. I got to see.